welcome to Prince Trial by Track. I'm your host, Dan, and today we're going to be talking about tic-tac-toe, and that is all one word, all in capitals, from Plectrum Electrum, which is all one word, all in capitals. Recorded February 2014 at Studio One, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit, and released on the 30th of September 2014. On the track, it is Prince and Third Eye Girl, and the track is 3 minutes 37. Joining me to talk about today is Gina Radcliffe. Hello, Gina. Hiya. Yeah, this is like one of the tracks that, w- that was not recorded at, at Paisley Park. Uh, Prince was doing some gigs in London with uh, Third Eye Girl um, and, you know, he talked about this track uh, in an interview and uh, he said that, you know, he he had been, you know, he'd been out on the night, uh, you know, partying and, you know, after listening to the Cocteau Twins, he went into the studio and, and tried to record something that sounded like that. Um, and the studio he went into was Brian Ferry's Studio One in London, because I think obviously that's the closest studio. And if you're Prince, you can just call up, you know, the singer of some 70s new wave group and just be like, can I use your studio while I'm in town? <laughs> uh, evidently, Studio One is not available to like for people to like rent privately. Like you can't just rent it out. Um, you know, you have to basically know Brian Ferry. Uh, to to be able to get in there so you know they went into the studio they recorded the song and then you know a few months later it finds itself on the album here's what i will say about brian ferry and that is uh i don't like brian ferry now (laughs) mostly this is because of his politics um he is a little bit right wing and in particular he has been very supportive of uh a group over here called the countryside alliance uh which are basically a protest group set up to uh, overturned the ban on hunting with foxes and uh you know along with actually the weird the weird thing about the countryside alliance is they have like a uh, like a i don't know like a, a an attempt at doing some kind of like musical thing called countryside rocks uh, which sounds absolutely terrible um and in the past they've had you know people like roger waters roger daltrey um uh, eric clapton and mike rutherford from genesis uh kind of like you know headlining and, and helping them raise money i really don't like any of those musicians i've never been a fan of roger daltrey um in interviews he always seems like a bit of a let's say idiot um and 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 i'm ne- i've never been a fan of eric clapton like literally I don't care how how great Layla is or whatever. I just do not care about Eric Clapton in any way whatsoever. Um, and you know, early Genesis, not a fan. <laughs> so, I, I gotta um, I, I gotta say that a, a charity organization to to overturn the ban on fox hunting just sounds that sounds like a Monty Python sketch. It 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 really does. <laughs> it just sounds like somebody like the most absurdly english thing you could just something that upper class english people would would that would be their charity of choice that sounds like something someone made up for a comedy sketch well their current uh, their current executive chairman is uh barney white spunner so yeah <laughs> uh it does it's not it Ra- it's it, not raymond luxury yacht <laughs> no it's, it's not unfortunately yeah i mean uh, basically, um, you know, like, uh, well, one of the board members is the third Baron Vesti. So, you know, like that that's the that's what you're talking about. You're basically talking about upper class twits. Yeah. In the Monty Python uh, definition. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, I'm not I'm not a fan of these kind of like 70s rockers who got a bit of money and then all of them pretty much to a man left the country for tax purposes. Um, you know, that's how much they love England. They spend 90% of the year not in this country, so they don't have to pay any taxes here. But yeah, so Brian Ferry, I'm not a fan. 
but you know he did let Prince use his studio, and that's how we got this song. So, <laughs> so uh, I will step off my soapbox just for a moment, and we can kind of talk about uh, you know Third Eye Girl and this song in particular. Um, you know what's interesting about this, obviously, and the whole kind of Third Eye Girl project is that you know uh, Prince is kind of um, I don't know he's attempting the whole kind of like David Bowie Tin Machine thing where he's just one of the band. Which, you know, obviously was not successful with David Bowie and Tim Machine. And I don't know how successful it is here. Like, you know, uh, the artwork is just is just the three ladies on the front. Um, you know, the album is credited to Third Eye Girl. You know, the Twitter account Prince used to promote this was Third Eye Girl. You know, the, the website that was used to promote this was ThirdEyeGirl.com. Everything was about Third Eye Girl, um, you know, at this particular time in, in kind of Prince's career. Um, and on this track, you know, he shares vocals with uh, with the drummer uh, Hannah Welton Ford. Um, so I think that's what kind of like this entire album has like a, an entirely different feel um, to uh, Artificial Age, which was released on the same day and was you know a Prince album, um, because you know most of the time Prince is willing to kind of cede some of the stuff to to the ladies in the band. Um, and I, I, I think, uh, you know, I, I really lo I love Hannah's voice. Um, she's, you know, she's basically co-lead vocalist on most of the tracks on this album. There's only a few where Prince kind of takes the main vocal. Um, and I, I really like her, vo her voice on this track. You know, I think her and Prince really, they work well together. It's not like, you know, she's harmonizing with Prince or anything like that. They're basically kind of singing co-lead vocal. Um, you know, and I think their voices really work well together. Yeah, I, I like this. I wouldn't have guessed that it that it was a, a song released in the past five years. Though. It had a, to me, it sounded very like early '90s. Not not in a bad way, but it definitely had a, a like there was a specific sort of. I mean, can you can you refer to early '90s as vintage yet? I, I, I guess I <laughs> I guess you can at this point. My God, that is that is like well over twenty years ago. So. Retro, I guess retro kind of kind of sound. Like I said, it didn't sound new to me, but again, not in a bad way. Yeah, I would say like out of everything on this album, it's probably one of the songs that has like the least kind of like rock vibe. It's 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 just kind of like a basic kind of pop song, and I guess maybe I I mean I wouldn't say like vintage. I would say more kind of like a, a kind of more timeless quality. Like I think if you were trying to like you know pick a year for it, it'd be a little harder to kind of pin down exactly when it came out. Uh, because it does have that kind of, um, you know, like a, I don't know. Well, it certainly doesn't have like a 2014 sound to it. No, Although, no. you know, if, if Prince if Prince is saying, you know, him and the ladies have been out partying all night listening to Cocteau Twins, maybe some of that kind of like early 80s influence is coming through uh, on this particular track. And maybe that's what gives it such a kind of, um, I don't know, Prince himself described it as an ethereal ballad. So I, I can kind of hear what he's going for. Um, you know, so, and I, I, I don't know, I, I find as well that the, like, there's a certain kind of, um, I don't know, not, it's not silly Prince because, you know, when Prince gets silly, you know, things kind of end up getting a bit more kind of like overblown and over the top. Um, but I think that the chorus line of, you know, like a bunch of blind people playing tic-tac-toe, who knows where the zeros and the X's go. I just, I just like that metaphor of like blind people playing tic-tac-toe. It's like... I don't even know how that would work. Like, what? How would they like? Have they got pens and they're just randomly like <laughs> uh, drawing over a page and hoping that someone wins? I, I, it, I don't know. It feels like a weird little metaphor, but I kind of like that. There's a kind of a bit of humor kind of coming through uh, in terms of that. I think the main selling point of this song is the kind of vocal quality of Hannah Ford's vocals with Prince's vocals. 
And, you know, Prince is kind of, um, he's not in his falsetto, but he's certainly, you know, at the higher end of his range when he's, he's like singing with Hannah. I don't know. I just, I just kind of love that chorus because this idea of blind people playing tic-tac-toe is like, I, I understand the metaphor they're going for, but it still makes me smile just a little bit. Yeah, the, the lyrics uh, to this are particularly inscrutable. Like, like it, it feels very much like, almost like a free writing exercise. Like a lot of it doesn't really, I mean, there it's, it's, pretty imagery but a lot of it doesn't really make any sense i don't know i i kind of i like the structure because it's not that simple like there's that they kind of keep returning to the chorus but like you say yeah these little verses are, are very kind of like you know just like sweet november here comes a pretender i, I like the little internal rhymes as well uh borderline half castle tell me nothing else and please don't ask uh at this listen woman i swear if you put another streak in your hair uh change it one more time while unclear pusher just stares and stares and then we go back to the chorus <laughs> like at the end of the verses you are kind of like hold on a second what is he talking about here <laughs> and i i do i do kind of love that like listen woman i swear and the you know if you put another streak in your hair like just kind of the fact that prince is you know in his mid 50s kind of can't help but come through as this kind of like stern dad um like even when he's singing with someone who is you know more than half his age at this point he he still has to kind of I don't know assert his authority just a little tiny bit and then we when we kind of go to the chorus each time you you are left thinking what on earth was that verse just about and <laughs> um, I, I also don't understand like just like sweet November I'm like what <laughs> you know it's it's an unusual kind of like you say it does it does have the feeling of just like free writing of just like you know just put down like whatever fits in terms of like the you know the 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 kind of syllables in the words that we need to fill this this verse just put down whatever it is and just try and hit the rhymes in the middle of the lines if you possibly can yeah and then also i i, I appreciate any song that that ends with i think it's dolphins <laughs> at, the, at the very end of the song yeah there's like a little little like snippet of dolphin sounds which it's like that's that's a nice chill way to end your song yeah well i mean you know the kind of the final outro parts uh i mean i would go over the other verses but they basically are just excuses for prince to get mid rhymes in 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 the in the lines um you know and the kind of going on about ancient dances and happy romances and um you know the major womanly obligations it's it's like okay i none of it really makes that much sense but at the end we do kind of get this little outro of like a bunch of blind people playing tic-tac-toe who knows where the zeros and the x's go and then it's like off into the deep water catastrophic down below and that's like you say yeah we get this dolphin sample which sounds like the same sample that prince used for the song dolphin like uh, in 1996 it sounds like that's i don't know what the library kind of dolphin sound is that he's got but it just sounds like well that's just being that's just being yeah, economical you know i mean if you, if you paid 99 cents for that for that dolphin sound effect <laughs> you, you use it as much as you can yeah i yeah so i i, I mean it sound i i guess i'd have to play them together to kind of just double check but uh, obviously the song dolphin was just full of lots of kind of dolphin clicks here and there um, so yeah, it is kind of nice that it just finished with that. And also it kind of like the last kind of couple of lines, it does kind of slow just a little bit, um, to kind of let you know it's the end of the song. Um, and I don't know, I, like, I really enjoy everything on Plectrum Electrum and I think, you know, Hannah, Hannah Ford's voice, uh, along with Prince's voice, they work so well together. Uh, it's kind of a pity we only really got like one album out of them. Uh, I think Hannah's voice does appear on a couple of other tracks on, uh, the, some of the songs on Hit and Run Part 1 and 2. Um, but, you know, as a band, you know, Third Eye Girl only ever did this one album with Prince. Um, 
I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the song. I think it's, you know, it's a nice kind of little break um, on the album in terms of like its placement. And, you know, the next couple of tracks are also very rocky as well. So it's, it's, it's a little kind of break between uh, between some of the other songs on this album. Um, so for me, I would say four out of five. Uh, but I just I just really enjoy everything to do with uh, with Third Eye Girl. Um, you know, so maybe I'm a little bit. I, I'd say three. The dolphin sound effects pushes it over to a solid four for me, though. That, that made me feel like I was like staying in a soothing spa. I was like, ah, that that's nice. I I could just I guess just more <laughs> songs could incorporate sh- should incorporate the 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 coda of a dolphin at the end. I just think it would make just everything just so much more peaceful. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Maybe Prince was angling at some point to be in you know whenever they remade the Flipper film, he was probably looking to get himself on the end credits. <laughs> um, you know, with all these kind of like th- throwing the the occasional dolphin noise out. Uh, I think this is actually the third time he'd used dolphin noise. After dolphin, I'm sure there was another track I talked about where he had like a dolphin sound in there as well. Uh, so obviously, getting getting value for money out of that uh, out of that library purchase. Best best ninety nine cents he ever spent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I feel like we said about as much as we can about tic tac toe. So uh, you know the song, not the game. Uh, obviously, you know the only the only correct move in tic tac toe is not to play, uh, as we found out in 1983. Um, and also that game is extremely irritating that if you know how to shut it down, shut it down and just stop playing that game. Um, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug Gina? Uh, yeah, I am the co-host of the Kill by Kill podcast, uh, in which we talk about horror movies, uh, focusing on the characters. Uh, we have just recently started getting into the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Uh, I am also a writer for The Spool. I, uh, do film writing and TV and movie reviews. And I do my own writing at my own website, uh, mostly, again, focusing on movie writing, old TV, and pop culture at GinaRadcliffe.com. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast. Or you can email us, not sure where you would, at PrinceTrackByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks, Ms. Wolf, for being my guest today. Thank you. And otherwise, goodbye.